Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from week two of quarantine in rapidly gentrifying Culver City adjacent California. From my eight-year-old son's bedroom, boasting a widely scattered array of Legos. This is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today from an undisclosed location somewhere west of the suddenly traffic-free 405 freeway, the host of the Sharp Tongue Podcast, the People's Champ. Hello, and welcome back, Jesse Mae Peluso. The People's Champ has washed her butthole. That makes one of us. Maybe that's why you're the People's Champ. Yeah, I see you, Tully, and quarantine does not look good on you. I am a shower and a toothbrushing away from looking like a functional human being again. Are you? Because you look like you're on your way to a meth tent in Venice. I'm getting pretty loose over here. I'm so... There's two different kinds of quarantines that are going on right now. There's And they both present their own challenges. No doubt. Are you drinking? Yeah, I'm having some Tory whiskey. Why are you judgy? We're in quarantine. <laughs> you're in your child's bed. Back up. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still daylight. At least I'm drinking coffee. At least I'm drinking coffee in my child's bed. Okay, I am. we'll pick our own vices. You go, you know, maybe snort some lines off of Legos, and I'm going to drink my whiskey. That's a solid whiskey, though. There, there are. Uh, there's two different kinds of quarantines that are going on. I feel like there's people who are going crazy from how busy they are and overburdened, and then there's people who are going crazy from how not busy and underburdened they are. I think that's a very fair projection of what's going on with people right now. I I am the one that is closer to having not a lot going on, but I scheduled a lot as to not go crazy from not having a lot going on. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, it's what you got to do. Like because you're like you're not touring. I'm not touring. All my everything's closed. Like I I think comedy's canceled. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Like, I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? I don't know if there's going to be a stage for me to perform on. Everyone's going to be scared to go out because of um, airborne amoebas and, you know, coronavirus globules left over, which are probably all over your household right now. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it would help if we had some of those tests because everybody. (laughs) It's so weird, too, because you you don't know how to you don't want to be paranoid and it's almost like selfish to be like, you know, I actually, I kind of think I have it, you know? Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, it's sort of like narcissistic, but at the same time, you don't want to ignore because it can be really, really subtle. Like everybody in my house, but me has been sick. And I have this thing where every night when I go to bed, as soon as I get flat on my back, I just get this really dry cough, this tickle that won't go away. I ended up sitting on my toilet at like 1am this morning. My toilet has been trickling for a while and I'm sure anybody with like a modicum of handiness could fix it like instantly good word i just i just pop modicum yeah really good word thank you thank you i don't have one and so i, feel I like just you googled like, it before you started this podcast and you're still not sure of its usage and you just toss it in there real quick i'm reasonably sure okay that uh, and i i pop the top off of my toilet like once ever because it's been going on for a while and i've just got bigger fish to fry than making my tinkling toilet <laughs> yeah. fix so i just pop the top <laughs> off it like once every four weeks and just like lift up the little slimy plastic levers a little bit and i'm right. like oh crazy that didn't work last time and it didn't work again give it a but little I'm jiggle like, <clears throat> but i'm there in the middle of the night sitting there trying to fix my toilet because if i lay down then i start coughing then i wake up the baby then the baby wants bottles and the bobby baby got weaned off of the bottles but then she got back on the bottles when she was sick double oh. ear infection and all that so you're like i mean i don't like do i maybe i have it i don't or, know or you just have a little bit of you know whatever's yeah. left over or it's or it's it's allergies so it's I have, probably coronavirus i doubt it, and it i'm a doctor like, on mondays so i'm gonna say i'm gonna diagnose you and say it's definitely coronavirus and you probably should quarantine yourself away from your family immediately i don't i feel pretty quarantined I've, we're going I'm, I'm i'm two weeks in and we're going for three bare minimum i mean at least three right like somebody said may well, no, but I mean, like, we are 
Because I feel like a dummy when I, on the rare occasions that I have left the house to like go mail a letter or something like that, I see like crowds of people doing, like I see a line at like the takeout at McDonald's and stuff. And I'm like, are they the dummy or am I the dummy? Cause no, one they're of us the is- dummy. First of all, I, look, I get, not everybody has, uh, you know, money to be spending on grass fed burgers. But if you eat that trash, you're, you're bound to get more sick. A. And in, it's also a double-edged sword because people sometimes they just can't afford anything else. And that's all they have in their neighborhood. And that's what they're feeding their kids right now. I just meant I don't know if McDonald's takeout is all that great under the circumstances. I wasn't here to judge a bunch of people on what they choose to have for Look, lunch. I wasn't judging. I was yeah. a little bit. I did a little bit judgy. I, I was one of those people who was in line at In-N-Out Burger. Got to be honest. Girl looked you know, at me like I was riddled with, with the corona. So people probably know about In-N-Out. It's got this, you know, reputation. Isn't it weird how long it takes to eat at a place called In-N-Out? It is. Is that one of your night? Is that one of your night jokes at the club? No, 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 no. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been on stage in a really long time, and I wouldn't do that. I'm just saying it's it's pretty funny. It's almost like they're taunting us. It is. They're they're definitely messing with us. Can I ask you a serious question? Is Are it you, about my hair? It, no, I'm over your hair. I mean, I'll how never much, be over it. How much longer till I look like vintage Huey Lewis? I you, don't know. Give it. If I don't if I don't shower another day, I think I got it. You look like Doug. Remember that commercial, that cartoon Doug from like the 90s? Yeah. That's what you look like right now. But my mm. serious question is... I'm going you... for more like a like a homeless Morrissey thing. Oh, you already have that, for sure. <laughs> Except you probably... Oh, no, you are a musician. That's right. I was going to say you probably won't be able to play guitar. <laughs> I don't know how many times I need to tell you that I, from time to time, rock. I know you rock so hard, okay? I know you rock really, really hard. I don't rock really hard, but I can do it whenever I feel like it. Well, you barely are rocking now. Are you... True. I want to ask you a question. Are you going insane with your children, like being quarantined with your kids? Good question. It comes and goes by like the moment. It's been really, really maddening. And I mean, like really from the second I wake up until I got time for one Tiger King at night. And that's it. You that's know, all from- you need. You, uh, by the way, side note, you should ease into a Tiger King. <laughs> I binged it and I was up for five hours. I was up till two o'clock in the morning the other night because I couldn't go to sleep. Yeah, that's not that's not an option for me, but it's also been really beautiful. It's actually been really, really cool, like hanging out with them so much. And I joke about I mean, you can see just how much Lego is is going on around here. Yeah, you have um, a lot of fun toys in that room. But he's like actually getting really good at Legos and he comes down every two hours and he's like, look at this little spaceship that I made This is from the scene in Revenge of the Fifth when blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, Aww. it's actually a pretty fucking that's a pretty great Lego thing that you made. That's adorable. He's eight. He's eight, yeah. Man, you're it's in there with a, an eight-year-old and a baby, like a little baby. What's going to happen when the riots hit the streets of L.A.? That's that's a it's weird, coming. scary. It's a weird, scary question. That uh, I mean, my my domicile is kind of naturally fortified a little bit, but um, I've never. I'm sorry. Did you get a lot of sleep and eat? Have some multi-chain triglyceride in your coffee this morning? Because you just are said you, a lot of words. Are you threatened by my domicile? <laughs> I'm threatened by your profile, not your domicile. So it is weird because I, I definitely think that there's like the a lot of never ever thought of buying a gun. People have thought of buying a gun all of a sudden. Do you, you own strapped? a gun? No, oh my god, no, 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 no. No, I don't look. I shot two guns once in one day. I shot a nine. I believe they call it a Glock. Could be wrong. I'm just throwing some terms out there since you send domicile. And an AK. I think you should record a rap single called "I Believe They Call It a Glock." <laughs> That's going to be my book, my survival guide, my riot survival guide. I believe they call it a Glock, and other <laughs> ways to get yourself out of a fucking riot in the streets of LA post Corona apocalypse. I, I actually tremble. Like I have this. I, I can't. I, I'm not a natural gun shooter and slinger so it's not I, I don't want to have one in my hand do you have one in the house I imagine you have more like samurai style like swords and stuff nunchucks no I always thought that it would be a good plan to get a gun and just load it with blanks oh because, because great idea to me which I, and I think I'm pretty sure blanks can do damage at, at, at close range but like I always think, and this is something that I would, you know, have kind of done a stand-up thing about really poorly, but, like, to me, I always, I'm the kind of guy that always has to ask myself the question, how bad is it going to be when this gets taken away from me and used on me? 
How's it gonna be? So, yeah, when this thing goes full third eye blind on me. <laughs> Thank you for honoring my. <laughs> Hell yes, Appreciate and your you. 90s reference. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I don't want. I mean, there's knives in the house, but if I use a knife, man, it better work the first time or else I got some really sharp just kitchen knives, you know, and yeah. they would and I'm, <laughs> be really bad when I get stabbed with them. And if I have a gun, I'm probably getting shot with it. And that's, you know, before you think about the danger of having it in the house during peacetime with children around. But like, if all I'm doing is going, you get out of here, I'm serious. And psh, 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 like, I, that's so smart, though. Blanks. I think that's a great. I think every person should have a box full of blanks and like three bullets. In their house. What's the three bullets for? Oh, in case you really need just to. Just in case. Yeah. But here's a scenario, because I just got mm-hmm. done podcasting with my friend, Chris Frangiola. Sure. R- riot hits the street. Full on riot. Okay. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. are looting, breaking glass, fighting, getting all their, their rations because shit has hit the fan. It's total martial law. What's your first move? What What is Mike Tully, mm-hmm. Lord of Lords... Dad of Legoland, what does he do? Master of my domicile, right? Master so of the I'm, domicile with his wife. What do you guys? What do you do to protect your family? Oh boy! I mean, we've all we've all thought about this, right? I think what you do. I mean, for me personally, is I don't want to get super dark, but I can tell Let's you. Let's get beginning. dark. Let's go there. I think we're already past it. <laughs> this is my half the country is my goddamn broke. Show. I, I made a vow when I started this show that there would be no talk of murder suicides. So, okay, well that's off the table. Well, other things we can certainly divulge. I would, I would just say like I would stay a couple weeks ahead of um, of supplies. Like I would never get myself down to like a few days worth of supplies. So if and when the dam breaks, if it's kind of unexpected, I've always got two weeks worth of stuff. Oh wow, you do right now? Well, see, because we knew. I, I, I wouldn't say that I hoarded. Because I did not, and well, I don't I'm calling have, TLC right now. <laughs> I don't have a like a, a a disproportionate amount of toilet paper, but I I did was hearing about all the oh people are going to Target, they're going to Costco, everything is empty, and I'm like, what a bunch of idiots! And then all of a sudden, I saw that San Francisco was like doing the lockdown, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to the grocery store because, and I went to like the kind of weird uh, budget Mexican one in my neighborhood. Oh, I I'm love like, those. It's really it's, that's those the are thing. the best. You get the best spices okay. there. As a matter of fact, right now I am marinating my first attempt at pestor. <gasps> so that's what you get. I made a beef stew the other night. I, this is this I is what you get. Crock this is what you get when you have time to kill and you live near a sweet Mexican, <laughs> you know, like a supermarket called like Advance or something like that. Um, <gasps> I'm out here crockpotting like a son of a bitch. So, so I'm like, you have, so you don't really have a two week supply, is what you're telling me. Like no, you're I almost do, there. For, no, I for sure do. So I was like, okay, there's going to be a run on Ralph's, and I don't even want to deal with these people who are, like, stocking up on sushi or whatever moronic things they're going to be doing. I'm going to the Mexican grocery store, and I went there, and sure enough, it was it was pretty casual. And <laughs> They're chill. Look, they, they've gone through their own thing as a culture. They're like, okay, we'll be fine. Well, and also I should point out, so my daughter was sick, and this was a very cavalier and, in retrospect, very reckless thing that the doctor did. But over the phone, the doctor was like, well, I think it's this. I think it's not that. And she was like, it's probably not corona. And I was like, can I go to work? And she's like, yeah, you can go to work. So I still felt okay going to grocery stores. And this is before I was like, no, they, they, they later on diagnosed my daughter with having had some kind of virus, and they couldn't say what kind. So I'm like, it's too late now. I've already been when was but at that? that point, mm, that's two weeks ago. To two weeks ago tomorrow is when they said I could go to work. So I've been in for two weeks. I just went and stocked up. But what I'm saying is, I wouldn't get below the the two week mark of rations. So when the shit goes to hell, we just kind of try to stay inside the domicile, load ourselves up with blanks, keep on eating all the pastor in the freezer, and if it doesn't. <laughs> Do and you board things- up the windows, though? Okay, so you got your two-week supply. Mm-hmm. Y- and you look at the news. Maybe you've been to the store. And it's it's almost like apocalyptic. Like, it's a zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Do you board up your windows? Are you, like, are you stretching and gearing up to kick some ass? I don't know that I have much, like, suburban commando in me. <laughs> so I'm just kind of 
we're just kind of sheltering in place and hoping for the best before we start pondering really, really dark scenarios that I want to talk about. I mean, like, what are you going to do? I'm going to put on a really dope outfit. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to put on some cool knee pads. You're that character in the in the post-apocalypse yep, movie? Yep, I'm putting on some shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher and Joel and I already decided there's a lot of shoulder pads in like the futuristic slash post-apocalyptic world. You put some spikes on football shoulder some pads. Some spikes, sure. some chain meal. I'm, for some mm-hmm. reason, I'm going to have a Doberman that is like six feet tall. Um, I'm going to have a Lucy, a bat. I think they call it a Lucy with the the barbed wire around it kind of like the dude from the walking dead yeah or lucille or something lucille yeah Uh, i'm going in hot and i'm not going to be physically uh violent i'm just going to try and you know talk to people i'm going to try and talk them out of it i'm going to try and negotiate but i'm going to be looking like a badass yeah i'm not gonna work out like I don't no 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 I kind of like your odds at least until things get really 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 bad cuz I feel like most of those like you know if you're talking about like the warriors or mad max there's usually like a token bad bitch who kind of yeah. looks the part and if it really comes down to it she like, dies probably yeah, well that's the thing like until they turn on you you might be good flair Yeah I like, I spent too much time on the outfit and not the protocol but at the very least Tully mm-hmm. don't be rude I'm going to have a great Instagram post Probably the last one to go up. You might be the end of Instagram. Yeah. It's going to be me and like the last latte. That'll be the title of the post. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if Instagram goes away, then I guess there will be a silver lining to this. I don't, it's just, this is, I just think it's going to be, it's going to be boring. Like with all due respect to what may or may not happen with hospitals getting overrun and stuff like that. And we all know that there's crazy scenarios about how this thing could, you know, potentially get. Hope it's boring. Tully, hmm? I hope. I, I, I hope that's, that's all it, it is. is. It is most likely going to be, unless you're one of the unfortunate people who you or yours are, you know, involved in overcrowded hospitals and stuff like that. This is the scenario that Hollywood never prepared us for. And just also, be really fucking bored. I hope that's true. We're not pe- prepared for boredom, and for most people, that's probably their own personal apocalypse. I would love to be bored. I would love to be bored too. Boredom is like my dream. Boredom is like my retirement plan. But the reality is a majority of the country are stuck in places where all they are is bored and they're desperate and they don't have How the resources you? they need. And this is detriment for them. This is detriment. This is like, this is like live or die type shit. People are don't they have coming. They're... Is Wichita coming for me? Wichita is coming for you no, through I mean, the I'm front right... door. I'm worried about people south of the 10, but I'm not really worried south about of the Wichita. Tent? Which tent? Oh, the, the 10. 10 the, the 10 freeway. <laughs> now we're getting real niche. Take the 405 to the 10 to the 90. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I wish, because I've always had this weird, in terms of the, the boredom thing, I've always had this weird fantasy of getting mononucleosis. Mono, for short. Yeah. Because God, I... You really did ha- get good sleep, didn't you? Your brain is on fire with the horrible trisyllable I I, words i think i woke up in trouble i'm still not really sure i'll find out over oh Pastor tacos. my god memoir title woke up in trouble a guide to divorce because like i said <laughs> i <laughs> people who buy this often buy i believe it's called a glock <laughs> we have the titles for both of our memoirs i woke up in trouble it's so funny oh, i think i did i'm so i'm gonna say i'll find out why do you I'll find think, out wait, when we, the need time... to, we need to hold on hold on hold on this, yeah. this is it. we need to talk about why do you think you woke up in trouble let me be the armchair therapist okay i am a really good dad i'm a really really helpful domestic partner around my domicile you're definitely but, in trouble <laughs> but but i'm a very deep sleeper so oh, no so my wife is the kind of person that if she gets woken up she has trouble going back to sleep i'm the kind of person who has trouble going to sleep like I, I'm, I'm prone to staying up later than i ought to even when i swear i'm not going to again and again over again um, but once I fall asleep, I'm dead. And I think the baby may have been up a couple times last night. And I think I might just not know about it. And I think that when you're there for an hour with an unhappy baby who just keeps on, I want this. I don't want that. I want this. I want. I don't want that over and over. And you're just staring at me flat out like near sleep. Just in the best level, sleep. Snor- snoring. 
Yeah. The best sleep. Like literally all of your systems are recharging. They're rebooting. Your melatonin is getting replenished for tomorrow. Your Mm -hmm. thyroid gland. Everything is literally functioning at full throttle because you're getting the deepest sleep. And she's there dealing with a baby. I parent hard, but I also recharge hard. (laughs) Okay. Parent hard. Follow up Mm -hmm. book. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> recharge hard i mean you are all set you've got your trilogy you've got your I'm a subtitle to... factory <laughs> i okay can i give can i be your devil's advocate in this i mean i'm pretty comfortable with all my actions but sure yeah go ahead i think she knows who she married and she yeah. must have slept next to you multiple times mm-hmm. uh but to, it doesn't matter. We all, the, we, we all have the things about our partner that we would that we would change, and we know them, and we accept them, and we, you know, all in all, we're happy with the deal that we've made. You know, it's just like it's it's kind. I will give her a lot of credit for dealing with you in general, but also she didn't wake you up. That's pretty that's, fucking impressive. Well, I would have kicked I've you always, in the nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just this is this is a deal. It's like you know, I really love living in LA. I know it's fashionable. To, it always has been a shit on this place. I like it here. The traffic, I don't think, is as bad as everyone says it is, but it's bad. So it's like, I love L.A. It doesn't mean I don't get angry at the traffic. Right. The traffic. My wife, you know, I think she's she's she will bounce back from this. I think we can we can recover. Your wife's anyway, an angel. Remember that one time you took her keys you, when I showed up to the studio and we had to drive all the way back to your house? Remember the one time I held her up for 10 minutes one time? That makes her an angel? Oh, my God. That is so so dumb and i hate myself that i laughed at it (laughs) but i love i really love i woke up in trouble (laughs) i think that is honestly tully i mean this so hardcore you need to make that the title of some sort of book it's so good see thank you i want to i want to do that there's a lot of things i want to do like i said i always wanted to get mono because I'm I sorry. have like a, you. We're going full circle. I have ice in my mouth. I apologize. You wanted to get mono. Nobody, nobody, nobody can tell. Don't worry about it. Radio professional. Okay. Uh, whiskey tinged ice cubes, no less. You are really. This is the Suntory. Also, you should have some respect. Japanese wanna, whiskey. I know You're what welcome. it is. I, I get it's nice Japanese. I know. Thank you very much. I. I mean, also, let I'd like to say and do the trifecta of radio unprofessionalism. Yes. Want to want to chew some Pringles. I've got um, a doobie ready to go. You remember <laughs> earlier when I asked if your house was equipped with nunchucks and swords? That was not a racial thing. It's just because you're a nerd. I want to. I want to make sure that everybody knows that. It's not because oh, you're married no, no, to no. a Japanese woman. It's because you're a total nerd, and I don't find you fighting with a gun. I find you fighting with one of those long sticks mm-hmm. that has that whole intro. You know that stick that has a long, like five minute intro, and they do all the things like. <laughs> And then you stop and you land before you even do anything. Officer, officer, they were attacking me. One of them had a stick with an intro, and the other one, you know I, what believe I, mean. it, I, I believe it was a Glock. <laughs> oh, you took all the air out of me on that one. Oh, you took all the air out of my lungs. My VO2 is maxed. Oh, so, my God. There's just stuff that I want to do. I've always had this weird fantasy. <laughs> do you remember when we all got when we all got Netflix DVDs? Yes, I miss that. Okay, so do you still keep a queue on your Netflix anymore? I don't. I've never bothered to set up a virtual queue, but we had. The, I didn't know there the, was a virtual queue. You can add things to your watch list or something. Okay, well, I'm going to start to do that because now I won't forget the movies that I want to watch with my man. Right. Exactly. But we used to all have a, a DVD queue for our Netflix, and I think like many, many people, you'd put on the stuff that you like seriously were like excited to watch, like a dumb comedy or whatever, but then you'd like read an article about some like foreign film. It's like, a, oh, it's an animated silent film about like a Persian acrobat who's living in wartime, and you're like, that sounds good. I Does should watch it? that. I would appreciate <laughs> that. And then you just like put, and then you just put it on your queue, and then you never, ever, ever actually let that one become number one never <laughs> ever yeah right exactly so i was kind of thought that one day i would get like us an illness that kept me from having to leave the house but was mild enough that i could still enjoy like highbrow entertainment and i could just sit here and i could actually finally plow through because i still have the list you do that i could yeah can we do you have it handy or no 
Um, I could find it. I'm, my computer is not really cooperating. I would love to know what your... Now, is this a cue that's left over for when there were actual physical DVDs that were mailed to our house? Okay, so I have... That's the beginning of this document, right? And then since then, I just like add stuff I want to see to it. So it, like the bottom of it is all of that stuff. The top stuff is more like... Right, more recent... Yeah. Well, let's go. Like Can number, we go to the bottom? <laughs> the number one thing on my to watch list right now is a movie starring Ice T called Most Dangerous Game. Wow. Wow, Tully. Learn something new about you every time. You're into hardcore Ice T movies? <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was really bad. Okay. Is it recent? I have no idea. Whenever anybody like that makes a movie, I'm always like, man, someone didn't pay their taxes one year. That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, no, I think he probably didn't pay his taxes in, like, 92. And I don't blame him, honestly. Who would have thought that the ride would still be going for iced tea now? Least of all iced tea. <laughs> okay, what, what's what's the next one? Uh, let's see. Lord, Lord Love a Duck? Oh, God, this is starting to get really invasive. Do you share? Is that, like, a kid chiming in and typing something lord love a duck or is that like some I weird say, i want to say that's marx brothers marx brothers the marx brothers like groucho marx and Harpo oh marx. okay got it marx i thought you said march the march brothers um let's see is there anything in here the bridge that's really dark i think that's a documentary about all the people who jump off the golden gate bridge oh jesus tully how do you go from iced tea to suicide in two swopes well, like I said, the this is the stuff that's been on the bottom for like eight years now. God, who 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 looks at a documentary about people who jump a bridge and go, you know what? I'm gonna save that for a good t- good time. I'm gonna I'm gonna savor that one. You know, it's actually a very interesting subject. Death. It has. No, 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 no. The the Golden Gate Bridge and its relationship to suicide. Like I think cities always have like a, a larger number of people who have like want to have like romantic. I mean, suicides, frankly, you know, there's suicidal people everywhere, but like people who would choose to go big on a suicide, I could see San Francisco being a town like that. Yeah. For some weird reason, ever since they built it, so many people have jumped off it. And as I recall, I think the blurb that I read about it, more than a blurb, like a review or whatever that made me really want to see it is they were keeping track of how many people had done it. And whenever it was coming up on like, the thousandth person or the five thousandth person or something like crazy like that they actually had like police on either end of it to try to stop people who wanted to be like the round number and the guy who did it actually had to evade police to jump off of the the golden gate bridge now i'm ready to watch the documentary isn't that freaking crazy that you can have that much drive and desire to do something so I'm going to use a big word, and I don't know if I'm using it correctly. Oh, God. I'm not ready because I'm out of Santori. Nihilistic? Nihilistic. I think it means you don't believe in anything. Okay. I think you might be right. Or it's it's a movie with Natalie Portman. That was Annihilation. That was Annihilation. That was a different... That was a different big word. Is it... Now, are so many people attracted to jump off this bridge? See, you, you... took us down this bridge now we have to jump off of it together do you think did you like that little pun oh is that what that was yeah it did. wow wow so much for you to have a lot of spice in your tongue with your hair that high on your head by the way fyi do you think that maybe people want to jump off of the bridge because of its height like is there some is there some science to the fact that the bridge is so high that maybe the death isn't so terrible not that somebody could report about it because they're dead but is there something to it like that you know what i mean like instead of like smacking into a rock no because it's like so much of a short thing although i think uh, is it more peaceful maybe it's more peaceful of a i think that might be part of the unknown which is your fourth book i think it might be like a a thing of where i mean i'm just trying to put myself in people's shoes where it doesn't sound so bad to smack into water as it would to smack into the ground, even though at that speed, it's it exactly is like brick. as bad. Yeah, you're right. It is just like brick. But the other thing that I think it was this same thing that I read about the movie that made me put it on my Netflix DVD queue 10 years ago and still never watch it. <laughs> was, and I think this is the, the craziest and like the, the creepiest thing about it was like, I don't know if only one person ever survived or if one, one person. of the few. 
or if like one of the few survivors of doing it just got fished out of uh, the whatever body of water they have in San Francisco, the bay, I guess. And what they said was like halfway down, they changed their mind. Oh, oh, okay. That sounds like so much worse of a death, which so much worse of a suicide. Which makes you wonder what percentage of all the other people who also did it also would have taken a do-over on their way down. Yeah. It's crazy, right? It is. It is a little crazy. It's a little it's wild. It's not fun. When you think about it like that. Mm-hmm. But maybe the maybe the overall theme is don't do it. I there, I solved is, suicide. <laughs> that has always been my overall message in regard to suicide in a nutshell. Don't do it. By the way, FYI, can I give a plug to one of my friends on the topic? Has a really great podcast. Leo Flowers. Do you know Leo? Mm, Nope. Uh, He's a comic. He has a podcast called Before You Kill Yourself, and it's all about mental health and and suicide prevention. So anybody out there listening and wants to jump off a bridge listening to us jump talk about jumping off a bridge, check it out. Fun. Yeah. Uplifting. It actually it is. It is a very interesting podcast, but. That's terrible. I can't imagine, like, evading the police and maybe you got your suicide outfit and then halfway down you're like, fuck! Now I'm picturing somebody dressed up more or less like you were describing yourself, except for the when the (laughs) corona apocalypse goes down, except without the six-foot dog. Oh, my God, that's so weird. I pictured Evil Knievel. Like somebody in, like, a, you know, like a a death, you know, like a a daredevil outfit, like a onesie. yeah, this may have been more in, like, the tinted sunglasses era of humankind. Okay, okay fair enough, fair enough. Okay, what's right. beyond the suicide fucking oh, documentary? Do Jeez, do yeah, yeah, this is very um, insightful. Uh, Chariots of Fire? I want to oh, find out why Jesus. anybody ever gave a fuck about that. Yeah, why was it such a popular movie? I never... Is that with Heath Ledger? No, my God. Heath Ledger might not have even been born when they made Chariots of Fire. I'm you thinking know what of Chariots Patriot. Of Fire is. I'm thinking of Patriot. Oh, yeah, Patriot. yeah, no. He, he was in The Patriot, a.k.a. My Two Dead Sons, starring Mel Gibson. <laughs> it's a great uh, alternate title for it, for sure. I'm sure, that, I'm sure that was the working title. Yeah. No, no, no. Chariots of Fire was like... It, it's so interesting to me when this happens, where like every now and again, everybody kind of decides to be super-duper pretentious. Like, for the most part, the most popular movies, especially in the 80s, it's like, you know, like 48 Hours or Star Wars. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. It's fun and everybody can kind of agree on it. And then in like 84 or something, Best Picture was Chariots of Fire. And it's about like British kids in some boarding school who run. Oh, God, that sounds fucking terrible. I was going to go look it up. And then... The theme song was, if I'm not mistaken, it was definitely a huge hit. It may have been the number one song. You know the Chariots of Fire song? I know it. I can hear it. It's like, why did everybody <laughs> decide that they needed to take a break from Shebop to listen to? It's just so interesting to me. I honestly, who wants to watch a movie about somebody just running? I know. I want nothing to do with. I don't want to run, and I have been running. I've been. Oh, I'm trying to. There you go. It's like an electronic dying animal. Oh my god! It's Michael. What's that guy's name? Oh god! This video is so bad. It looks like the beginning of a big gangbang in West Hollywood. It probably was the theme track. Theme track it's to lots a bunch of gangbangs all summer. Oh, that is loud. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, we all remember. And now I need to watch... So everyone's just running? I'm sure there's some story of... Let's do it for Mr. Quimby! Or, you know, whatever. It's like Dead Poet Society, only they're pastier and they jog. I also play this when I'm shaving my lady bits. Yeah, wow. I can see where that would put you in a certain kind of zone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The running zone. That chariots of you've so far your Netflix queue is really terrible. Okay, well this is the bottom. Can you redeem yourself? Is there anything to redeem yourself? No, 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 definitely not. Um, Give me the most redeeming title you have because we can't end on chariots of fire. I won't let you as a friend. uh, My stepmother is an alien. Perfect. (laughs) Wait, are you telling me a title? You're just confessing. (laughs) You don't remember that movie? Yes. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, Kim Basinger. Yeah. 
Total. Before before all is said and done, I've watched every single motion picture that was released in the 1980s. What what and is your then like? I'll watch them again. What's your go to? Like what what if you're if you don't have to appease somebody else's style and desire uh-huh. in movie mm-hmm. genre? Yeah. What's your right. go to? What's your genre go to? Well, I mean, when we're talking about appeasing someone, it's basically uh, appeasing my wife, right? Like we got to agree on stuff, and we both agree on on dumb new stuff. And I heard this is really good new stuff and dumb '80s stuff. But what for about me, if it's just you? Yeah, if it's just me, right, right, right. Because I would watch a lot of that same stuff, but I'll watch incredibly bad <laughs> '80s movies, like, like especially like like, like, like like creature features, you know, like Ghoulies oh, or something like that. Great choice. Or, thank you, thank you, thank you. Or very often I will, because uh, again, like I said, my wife tends to fall asleep easily, but wake up easily. I tend to have trouble falling asleep. So a lot of times I'm the last man standing around the house. I have been known to put on like a like an old movie, something in black and white. What? Yeah. You know, I just, the, the last black and white movie that I watched, it was the first time I had seen it. It was It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, that is indeed Did a movie. Did I say that right? Well, what the hell else would it be? Yes. Um, wow. How dark is that movie? T- I mean, he was going to jump off a bridge. Mm-hmm. I know. There's so many things that, well, I'm trying to think. Like, there's so many things you're like, well, they would never do that nowadays. Maybe in a family film. Like, could I picture, like, maybe like a Robin Williams movie that starts with him being suicidal and then oh. being redeemed? Yeah, I mean, I know, like, you know the way that turned I feel like out. Mrs. You know, Doubtfire kind of started that way. I'm trying to think of like who the <laughs> who the Jim Carrey, you know, like who the person Jim Carrey would definitely do a movie like that. The and one he that could nail it. I I tweeted about this. I we just watched Goonies with my kid, and I don't I really don't care about like watch I'm, your mouth, watch your mouth, truffle shuffles my lawyer, but tread is lightly. He really? Yeah, that's my lawyer. Do you know Jeff what Cohen. there was? There was a rumor when I was a kid. Kids are so stupid, and I was no exception. There was a rumor when I was growing Look, up. Look, don't blame that, all of children for your own idiocracy. There was a rumor throughout our town that Chunk lived in our town, and I knew even what house he was supposed to live in. Despite Where'd you the grow fact, up? Rutherford, New Jersey, right outside of New York City. Mm, okay. No, I know. No, it's not. It's, it's not no, true. It's not true. Well, it was pretty obvious it wasn't true based on the fact that no one single person ever claimed to have seen him. Somehow it just made sense to all when you're like, wait a second, but he doesn't go to school here. They're like, well, he's in Hollywood a lot. And you he's would see him. He was jobs. like the most no, recognizable person from that movie. It, obviously. It was, it was, it was it so made, cute. It made no sense. So yeah, we just rewatched that and I'm just kind of making the decision that I don't care with my kid. My kid's going to learn about the, the real world through motion pictures earlier than you great. should. That's great. It's a good parenting. Because it really started, the first scene is one of the Fratellis faking a suicide in jail and then beating up a cop. And then... Um, Best way to get chunk, out, by the way. Chunk, chunks for, It was a pretty solid prison break. And then Chunk's first line is like, oh shit. And then Corey Feldman is telling the... Um, he's not quite a maid, but you know, the, the Latina help. This is where we keep the heroin and this is where we keep the crack. And it's just like... <laughs> it's so... Corey it Feldman, is, what an anomaly. It is so unfathomable. I feel like I could Feldman, I could 80s Feldman my hair really easily today. I mean, it's kind of more like an 80s John Cusack, but we'll go with whatever you want in your heart. Um, It's the kind of hairstyle that just benefits from constant combing. Remember in the 80s when people were constantly, like, no product in their Always hair, dudes? Always combing. Just, just combing just it. Just combing to through keep that it. perfect puff at all times. Yeah, yours looks a little intense. Yours looks like it was an intentional puff, but it's not. When, when you show me certain angles, I can tell that it's just... I think your wife did something to your head to try and make you maybe just never wake up in the night. <laughs> you think I might be worth more to her dead than alive? I think there's a crime scene on your head and you might want to get fingerprinted immediately. Damn. So yeah, we were watching we were watching Goonies and the kids just curse relentlessly and there's absolutely no chance that they would make a children's movie like even PG-13 would not might just no. drop like one and which is so I don't know. It's so weird because I feel like there's always two kind of currents going through our culture and they, they always have it and they always will be. And one is that everything is getting like pussified, right? Sensitivities like we were, are, are, you know, being turned up. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was fine when, when we were kids, you know, but on the other hand, I think there's always this sense that 
we're losing control and things are getting crazier and crazier, you know, be it, um, you know, gay marriage or porn becoming mainstream, you know, like for me, like when Jenna Jameson was like pretty much like a household name, even though she was like a porn star. That's gotten Yeah, she was like one of the most bit. famous women in that time. If you think about crazy? it, a porn star was like the most famous in like the late 90s, what, 2000s maybe? I, I knew her thinking, name. I, I didn't know who was pretty... president. I, didn't, I had no idea who was president at that time. I knew Jenna Jameson's name. Um, I remember thinking at that time, right up around, I think it was before or after Elizabeth Berkley made Showgirls, which for people who don't remember was like a big deal great, because she was... Great movie. Yeah, it's pretty, I'm a big Paul Verhoeven fan. Ooh, it's a good um, bad one. Maybe one of yeah, the best bad ones. Well, because Paul, Paul Verhoeven was like specialized in amazingly good bad movies. Like Starship Troopers is like a top uh, five movie for me. Sigourney Weaver, Tim Allen... Some no, that's, of, oh, that's I'm sorry. That's Galaxy that's Quest. That's Galaxy, which is also it's also a solid, a great flick. one. Storm, storm, stormship troopers were those aliens that were coming in the desert, right? Well, they were they were on other planets, uh, hence, hence being aliens. Oh, that's right. I remember humankind, that humankind was under attack, and all we had was like this Nazi looking dude named Castro Van Dien <laughs> yeah, to save us. Yeah, yeah. Helped by uh, by who I've had on this show, and I was freaking out at him so hard. <gasps> He's so tired. You were nerding out. Just, He's so tired. You said he's so tired. He's so tired of people like me because I think he's like (laughs) living in this world where, like, you know, he does okay. He works. He supports his family, but he definitely wishes that his, you know, his career, his star was brighter. And at the same time, he knows like once a day, some dude who looks like me is going to be like, dude, dude. And he's like, yeah, I know, I know. Starship Troopers, get over it. I mean, I get it, but still, like, be lucky that you had that one little moment. Oh, I had that moment. Come to think of it, with uh, with Jake Busey. Jake Busey, Gary, so he's Gary Busey's kid. son, yeah, who literally looks like a spitting image. I love Gary Busey so much. His chiclet mm-hmm. teeth fill my heart with joy, and and his, and his weird, like psycho rants that sometimes are filled with so much pure love and somewhat logic. They're somewhat yeah. logical. You're like, okay, I can kind of understand what you're saying, and and I realize yeah. you're coming yeah. from a good place. He's the closest uh, Hollywood has ever come to producing like the leader of a Southern death cult. Yes. Yes. He's so great. I was at a I was at a party one time. I was at a housewarming. It was the fanciest housewarming I've ever been to. It was out in Venice, California. And at some point, Jake Busey turned up. And I played it so cool. And I just like waited until we'd been BSing for like two or three minutes. Like by, you know, getting beers out of the fridge. And I was like, hey, dude, I'm just going to say I just want you to know I, I love Starship Troopers. You're really terrific. And he's like, okay, that's that's cool. That's, you know, thanks. And then I was like, I'm going to let it go. I've said my piece. That's what I really felt like oh, I needed God. to say. You didn't let it go. You didn't no. let it go. No, but later on in the night, people had been drinking more, and it was like the party was thinned out enough to where it was maybe like a like a three conversation party. You know what I mean? I'm starting to sweat. Like, it was like it went from being a dozen, like a free for all, everything's a conversation, to like where if one party's if one conversation stopped for a second, you could hear what the other one was saying, and his friends were all drunk, and they were saying to me, they were like, "Hey man, you know who that is?" And I'm like, "I do know," and they're like. That's Jake Busey. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I know it's Jake Busey. And you're like, do you know like who he is? And I was just like, and then I go, worst yeah, dude. friends ever. I go, yeah, dude, I already told him I loved him in Starship Troopers, and that was the exact moment that all the other people stopped talking, and Jake Busey just like looked at me, and he's like, thanks, man, I already told you, it was a terrific experience, okay. <laughs> tell him he's got shitty friends no i just i just did you tell him his friends are fucking terrible that you were forced into that moment you were forced in that awkward movie moment oh god that's brutal and that bad that's brutal jake Busey at that his his dad is masterful he is he's a wizard of words yes so anyway um but i I see what you're saying i see what you're saying about we were talking about language evolving and I think it's going to happen in every generation because only, a, you know, a hundred years ago, people were like speaking like strange vampires. When was that? Where was that? Here. Everyone sounded like a strange vampire. You mean when all of our F's were S's? Yes. Or vice versa? Yes. What was that? Has anybody ever explained that exactly? Exactly. What was that? Vampires taught us how to speak English from fucking <laughs> England. My parents used to have this wallpaper, and then I think they thought better of it, but they couldn't be bothered to change it from the staircase going down to our basement. So my entire childhood, there was this colonial-themed wall. I'm told the, the colonial stuff. terrible. 
The colonial stuff was very big near the bicentennial, Jesse. I'll have you know, in 1976. Oh, thank so there God was like all of this wallpaper of like dudes walking in threes, playing flutes. and Someone's always on a fucking unicycle. Why is there a dude on a unicycle with a high hat and a monkey oh, on the- his shoulder? That's a completely different era and country. And Are you reality. sure? Are you, you sure? Mean, you mean the guys with the big front wheel? Yes. That wasn't happening. That was England. That was in England. That I was don't a vampire think, on a fucking unicycle. <laughs> I don't think George Washington unicycled. Listen, you have not read enough books to understand history. George Washington's predecessor, which was a vampire from England, was on a fucking <laughs> unicycle with a capuchin monkey on his shoulder, who also got- spoke like an asshole. I've got a documentary about it way at the bottom of my next Netflix list. I'm working on it. <laughs> Wait, can I can I make a side note? Please. Per usual, you had a theme for this episode. Mm-hmm. We are nearing the the ninth inning stretch. Mm-hmm. Neither of us have gotten into it at all. And I did a lot of prep. I, I did some like- prep. I actually did prep work for you. How rude. How dare you take me down this Jake Gyllenhaal, or who was it? Jake <laughs> Gary Busey's kid. It was body by Jake, and you know that. <laughs> How dare you w- take there my I hand? There I was, partying in Venice <laughs> with body by Jake. Body by Jake! <laughs> Jake the Snake Roberts had just left. I mean, it's 47 minutes in. It's really disrespectful that you keep coming on my show and refusing to let me do the thing I want to do. Now, okay, you know what's rude? You know what's rude is you don't stick to your plan, and we go on all these tangents every single time, and then I get yelled at that we didn't get to the thing that we pre-planned. I I'm- need the sa- I need the safety net. Okay, is what it comes down to. Because one of these days, I feel like this completely nonsensical tap will run dry. It's not gonna, bud. We're the right. podcast fountain of youth. That's it. That's it. Do you want to talk about one of the things that you... Because we are... We're people of learning, and we're obviously taking full advantage of this unexpected um, time of isolation and solitude. Did you just say to, people of learning? That sounds like something Trump says in one of his speeches. He the, does speeches? The, the, the people. The people. I can't do a Trump. I know everyone and their brother we're does a Trump man, Well, you can, say, you can say men of learning and women of learning. I wasn't going to say okay. we, are a man, we are a man and woman of learning. You sound like a... You sound like an English vampire. On a fucking unicycle. Continue. <laughs> At least I have been trying to better myself during this time. So Rude. I've been on the internet just trying I to find some, some <laughs> well, touche, touche. <laughs> Maybe I was too busy learning to shower. Sounds like you were too busy sleeping, according to your wife. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Okay. Did you learn anything that you would like to share with the class, Jesse? Well, my teacher told me that I needed to look up some things and get learned. So I got learned. Um, I looked up things that interested me. One thing I found out, do you know the movie Labyrinth? Do you remember that with the, Jennifer Connelly and David Bowie? David Bowie, and that's the Jim Henson uh, Muppets, yes, Muppets too. very yep. dark. Baby gets stolen. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of voodoo. Who do you do? Like that's, It's my childhood. One of my favorite movies. And there's this scene with the crystal ball that David Bowie does. And I was always like so enthralled. Like how did he, how did this rock star learn how to move the ball around with with ease you know he does this really smooth hand movement and the ball just kind of stays sedentary it's just kind of in its place well he's on so much cocaine he didn't sleep for most of the 80s so he had (laughs) more time for acquiring skills than most of the rest of us and it was a ball of cocaine actually was a ball of cocaine and that's why he was able to move it with such ease they actually used an illusionist his name was michael motion he in the way they filmed it this is so 1980s because today it wouldn't be like this at all the way they filmed that scene and any time that david bowie used the ball the illusionist would stand behind david bowie dress in black and do like basically wrap his arms around him and do the ball movement so bowie had to stand there with some dude on his back giving his scene while this Mm -hmm. guy's out there you know juggling a ball well, Bowie was sort of into that by then. That's what I learned. I mean, that's one of the things I learned. You know, I was that, digging into... That reminds me that I read about, you know, that horrible piece of crap um, Call of the Wild movie that Harrison Ford is in. I didn't see it, but I mean, classic book. Was it terrible? 
It's not supposed to be very good, and I don't think it's very faithful to the Jack London book, which oh, I don't know no. if that's any good either. But the, the, the they, book is great. I cried. How dare you? Oh, really? They did the the Andy Circus thing, where you know the Gollum guy who where you, you they filmed like a man doing stuff dressed in pink in ping pong balls and green lycra, and then they like animate the thing over him with computers. Oh, so God, the, that's the, brutal. The, the dog is it's a guy from Cirque du Soleil. No. And no, Harrison Ford is like CGI when I was dog. And Harrison Ford is like when we were filming it, I would be like rolling around on the floor, tickling this Frenchman in Lycra's tummy. Oh, like that was Harrison Ford's first time doing that. Ask Callista Flockhart. I bet you that was their fucking honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. They couldn't yeah. get a real dog. You know? No, they could not. They literally could not afford a That's dog. Jesse so May. It was. It was. It was cheaper to get a very talented Frenchman and draw over him with computers. Also, what's that? That guy probably doesn't even act. They found that dude on like the four hundred five. He probably was barking at traffic, and they're like, "Perfect. That guy will cost us five dollars a day. We don't even have to feed him because he's got a hot plate in his tent underneath the four hundred five overpass." Look, boss, I found this guy. He already acts like a dog. Oh, my God. He's already halfway there. They, just, <laughs> I, that's the one thing that took me out of I Am Legend. The, everything was CGI. I know. So I know. annoying. Mm-hmm. I know. And, and it's, it's, I think it's going to kind of have its run because when you go back and watch as somebody who only watches movies from the 1980s and the 1940s, <laughs> practical effects is where it's at. Hey, listen, we got to go. Um, wait, let's do this again wait, can soon. I do just yeah, one more? To please, lighten? It's please. a quick one. Yes. Just a quick right. one. Um, two quick ones. I found out something about ladybugs. They're very promiscuous and they're, cannabi- they're cannibals. They, they're sluts that eat the dudes they're doing while they're doing them. Spirit animal... And you can um, tell how many dudes they've eaten by how many dots they have on yes, their shells. What's they get next? dots tattooed on them. And the last thing I want to tell you is that in the mid-1900s, back when vampires were roaming the world, they had this thing called a candle salad. And it was a banana, a full banana, that they would put erect through the pineapple, like the little slices of pineapple. And then they would dress it with whipped cream. So if you can imagine what that looks like, basically in the uh, mid-1900s, they were fashioning dick desserts which i'm kind of sad i missed out on so i might need to time travel back and get a slice of that old candle salad that's all i just needed i needed to get that off my chest because i learned it and i had to share it i didn't want you going to bed with that on your chest no because you learn something twice when you learn it when you share it so now i i fill the world with slutty ladybugs dick salad all right yeah. you're jesse may palusa wherever for all your jesse may they know needs. they know where to not find not too me. hard to find on the internet we'll do this again soon i love you so dearly love you too talk to you soon bye